0: do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years did you know that the average american spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate does it frost your ass to get a two percent raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation have you ever worked for a boss hole we know how you feel And we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society podcast. Your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. We're
1: back in the studio doing another edition of He Said, She Said.
2: And today we're talking about... Emotional
1: intelligence. That's you know that's a really interesting word, Patty.
2: Yeah, emotional intelligence is it's it's kind of a controversial topic in that people are giving credence to the concept of emotional intelligence versus an intellectual quotient. But what we have found, or certainly in the readings um, that I have done around emotional intelligence, it's really a key component that is evident in people who are successful or top performers is that they're emotionally intelligent. I mean, we joke about, Hey, have you ever worked for a boss hole? Right. But can you go back to our boss reballers, go back and think about a time when you've worked for a boss hole. I mean, do you ever wonder how some people have this ability to make things happen, but in the process they piss everybody off and they're truly your
1: boss hole. (laughs) They're jackasses, right, Patty? They're jackasses. (laughs) Or,
2: conversely to that, people who have just this uncanny ability to bring together a team— you can throw them in the midst of a storm and they just figure things out and they're just naturally charismatic and show empathy and are highly likable it's just amazing
1: yes i i know many people like that fit both both sides of the equation
2: yeah and so we i have a a story that comes to mind when i think about emotional intelligence i remember in my consulting days there was uh one of the Lead consultants who was working on the biggest account at the time. He just did not like me. He did not like me. I can't imagine why, Tim. I mean, this is very hard to believe, but it is true. He didn't like me. So we had this big project to complete, it took roughly seven months. And in the process, he really was very combative. Like he was just a he was a troublemaker, complaining, being very backstabbing, blah blah blah. And when the project was done, I'll never forget because the project was a success, and that's all good and, and fine. But the but what suffered was the actual culture of the business. So for whatever reason, I came. I had this epiphany when the head of the consulting group was talking and he said, it's so awesome that we got things done. And he goes, in spite of all these little setbacks with the people or whatever, things happened the way that they were supposed to happen and we got it done. And then I said to him, and I don't even know where this came from, to be honest with you in the moment, but I said, but it's not that we got it done, it's how we got it done. And if in the process you piss people off and you create a lot of chaos in business and that can be in your personal business or in a job or whatever. It's the how you got it done that really could it, it could do a lot of damage long term. So in spite of the outcome of that particular project.
1: Cool. Yeah. So with that <laughs> It now, wasn't cool. It was awful. <laughs> well cool that you came up with that.
2: Yeah, and it was right? just like I just had this epiphany like I can't believe that they're only focusing on the actual outcome of the pressure. Like, yeah, good that we got it done. But the reality of the situation was this guy was the biggest boss hole. He was such a jackass. He really ruined the culture of the team. And that has a longstanding effect. So our whole topic here around emotional intelligence, we have some tips for you because it's important whether you're leading a group or you're leading yourself or you're networking, you're getting out there and making connections. It's You're going to attract who you are. That's going to be the first thing. And if you have a low emotional intelligence, it's a call to action to say, Hey, you really need to control yourself.
1: (laughs) Did, Did you have to deal with that with that guy, the boss hole anymore after that?
2: No, I said I'll go I'll go on another project or whatever. And I even told him and see, so this is why he probably hated me, is because I was really candid. I know it's hard to believe, but I was really candid. He's like, We can be friends. I'm like, Oh no no no. Let's get something very clear. We're not friends. We work at the same location, but as far as friends, we are definitely not friends. So I, so naturally, you set the boundaries. I, right yeah, away. I put a superlative in there, man, because I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to put up with this. I really, I wasn't going to put up with that kind of behavior.
1: Well, it sounds like he was using that as the crutch, right? He was like, oh, we can still be friends. This is just my, the business side of me. Not, you know, I'm not really like this type Whatever, of thing. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, right. Ain't
2: nobody got time for that. So So what we're gonna be talking about is so there's a really cool group called the Talent Smart and we found out some research and they tested more than a million people. And they basically found that the in the upper echelons of top performers, it's filled with people who are high in emotional intelligence, right? 90% of top performers have high emotional intelligence. Okay, so what does that mean,
1: right? Well, I mean, I, I guess really it looks like they, they claim is that the hallmark of emotional intelligence is something that we like to call self-control. And that, that's a skill basically that unleashes... The, the massive productivity muscles that can keep you focused and on track to, to accomplish the goals that you're looking to accomplish.
2: Right. And so when you think about emotional intelligence, or we could call it EI for short, it really measures our ability to perceive our own emotions as well as the emotions of others and to manage them in a more productive and healthy way. So we're, it's not woo-woo. This is actual testing that has been done in the power of emotional intelligence so what we have for you today are our tips on how to be more emotionally intelligent
1: there we have some big big stuff we have some big shoes to fill here patty this yes, is we you know do. whenever you put intelligence in the uh, in a title you're you're really uh, setting the bar high so that's true uh, i'm
2: confident know. i'm feeling this is, good I, about this is
1: good this is good
2: yeah yes. okay so tip number one is be observant of how you feel
1: Right, you know in, in the process of rushing from let's say one commitment to the next you know you're meeting your deadlines and you're responding to external demands many of us lose touch with our emotions right there's times where things can come up and you fl- we've heard the, we've heard the, uh, the, the the concept of flying off the handle right we've all flown off the handle and and reacted um, unjustly in, in different situations but when we do this, we're, we're far more likely to act unconsciously and we miss out on, on uh, valuable information that our emotions contain.
2: Absolutely, and so instead of acting or not being cognizant of how you're feeling and just rushing around and letting the day control you, really what this is about, this tip is about paying attention to how you're feeling and learning to trust the emotions, right? Just being really present with yourself and recognizing if there's if you're having a moment of stress. I mean, as simple as it sounds, having a moment of stress. We just went to Tony Robbins um, at Unleash Your Power Within event, and one of the things and the tips that he talks about is this concept of priming. is And it could be done right. very simply in 10 minutes a day where the first three minutes and 30 seconds, it is about being in gratitude, just being in gratitude for things that you are grateful for in your life. The next block of three minutes and 30 seconds is, is that the
1: incantations, Tim? I I thought it was um, like taking action on on your day. And what what it is you're going to achieve. um, Yeah, exactly. Like your goals and things like that.
2: Right. Yeah, so just factoring in what it is you're looking to achieve. And then the last three minutes and 30 seconds is about the visualization? Yes. Okay. So... The last one is about visualization, like visualizing ultimately the outcome of what it is you want to achieve in your life. So that's just a perfect example of taking control of your day, being really present, paying attention to how you feel and really creating that environment of what it is you want to do so that you're not letting the day get a hold of you.
1: A couple a couple things that I'd add to that. And one, I'm, I'm starting to meditate a lot more um, in, in my daily, it's becoming more of a daily habit, daily practice. And that definitely helps me become more present. And uh, you've talked about uh, Tony Robbins. And for those of you that maybe haven't been to Unleash the Power Within, or maybe, but you're still familiar with Tony, what you might want to do is go to YouTube and um, plug in Emotional Flood. And we'll, we'll have this in the show notes and really a lot, kind of what Patty's talking about with the priming, it, it's based out of his concept called, it's called an emotional flood. And basically what that is, it's just, it's, it's bringing in all the great emotions that you've experienced in your life. And well like I said, we'll, we'll put that in the, in the show notes so that you can kind of grab that. So you understand. What yeah, the, it
2: was really cool. It was a really yeah, cool exercise. And yeah. So it was something that we experienced and th- the YouTube covers it very nicely.
1: So as well. tip. Tip number two, and this is going to be a little bit, a little funny here, is, oh, uh, behave. It's a little shout out to Austin <laughs>
2: So behaving, you're going to notice how you act when you're experiencing certain emotions and how it affects your day-to-day life. You know, is it impacting your communication with others, your productivity, your overall sense of well-being? It's like behave. I mean, don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm just in a bad mood. I like unleashed and, and like, I, I'm sorry, I acted like a jerk. I mean, that's no excuse to act like a jerk. You know, you just behave. It's simple. Yeah,
1: exactly. It is. It's very simple. <laughs> tip, tip three is take 100% responsibility for your feelings and your behavior. You know, if, if you feel like someone pissed you off, it was because you let them. Uh, nobody makes you lash out at anyone. Your reaction is your responsibility. And, and I think really once we start accepting responsibility for how we feel, And how we behave, right? Um, This, you know, it it gives positive impact. It's a positive impact in all areas of your life. One of the things that I think we've mentioned it in a previous episode, Jack Canfield teaches that it's called E plus R equals O. And that simply means E stands for event, R stands for response, and O stands for outcome. And really, the event happens, and what you have, you have no control of the event. But you have 100% control of your response to that event, and your response ultimately creates that outcome.
2: Well, that's kind of going into tip number four, where it's all about practice responding instead of reacting. Yes. So there's there's subtle but important difference between responding and reacting. So reacting is where you're in an unconscious process where we're experiencing an emotional trigger. And so you're behaving in an unconscious way, right? Like you're just not even cognizant of what you're feeling. So if you're feeling irritated and you snap at that person who just interrupted you, it's like you're completely you're completely engulfed in all, the, like, in all the bullshit that you don't realize that you've just reacted and you flew off the handle, right? When you respond, you're in control of your emotions. You're responding in a very conscious process that involves where you, you're very aware of where you are at, how you feel, deciding then how you want to behave. So, for example, if somebody irritates you or if you have a hater that maybe posts something on social media, like backlash on something, instead of feeling irritated, you absolutely respond with certainty that you are not going to worry about that hater or or any of the negative comments or whatever, because you're not letting them take control of your emotional state. And that's really what it's about. So that's a difference between practicing responding instead of reacting. So the call to action there is make sure to respond after you've gathered your thoughts and you're really centered and in control.
1: Yeah, reacting is is more the negative uh, aspect of that.
2: Tip number five, practice empathizing with yourself and others. So empathy is about understanding why someone feels or behaves in a way and being able to communicate that understanding to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it applies to ourselves and other people. Um, But but really, by practicing it, you're going to be improving your emotional intelligence. You know, you can start by practicing with yourself. When you notice yourself feeling or behaving in a certain way, you can ask, well, why, why do I think I'm feeling like this? Why am I doing this? And at first your response might be, I don't know. But keep paying attention to your feelings and behavior and you'll start to notice different answers will start coming, bubbling to the surface.
2: And tip number six is our last tip of how to focus on emotional intelligence or how to develop that muscle. Tip number six is create a positive environment. So you're going to be practicing the skills that we've mentioned around self-awareness, self-responsibility, showing empathy, uh, responding as opposed to reacting. And so you're going to make time to notice that it's going well where you are feeling really grateful in your life. And so that is all creating a very positive environment. And I can tell you, once you understand the power of creating that positive environment – being around people that are not going to be adding to that positive environment is going to be like oil and water. And you will literally be like, Oh my gosh, I can't even be around them.
1: <laughs> Get away.
2: Get away. And okay. that is just going to be so apparent to you because you're so in tune and conscious about how you feel. So again, it's all about creating that positive environment, which is going to help you with to develop your emotional intelligence.
1: I, yeah, I, I hope that this, this episode really got, our listeners our boss free ballers to start you know thinking more about you know responding and reacting and uh, things of that nature to really build because really what we're talking about with emotional intelligence is a muscle like anything else it's a muscle it's a skill and the more you use it the more you build it the more you know you're you'll be strengthening it and you'll have it at your disposal at times when you're going to need it the most
2: there you go. There you have it. Those are our six tips for developing your emotional intelligence. Make sure to let us know what you think on Twitter at Boss Free Society or join us over on Facebook at Boss Free Society Dojo, D-O-J-O. We will see you next time. Take care, Boss Free Ballers.
0: Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society. Or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.